Hey everyone, my name is Alexandra Rubin. I am a certified personal trainer living in Miami from Massachusetts, and you are watching Folks Alert on Apple Podcasts. Alex, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Kiko? Thank you oh, for having man. me on the show. <laughs> You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to have you here today. Oh, I'm super. I'm so psyched to be here. When you reached out to me, I was like, yes, I love it. I love man, it. Listen, I was I was on Instagram and you you popped up in my timeline. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so. You know, and a yeah. lot, and you you said it with so much conviction, right? And I said, yeah. let me let me go to her page, right? Let's see what she's talking about. So I yeah. go to your Instagram page, and you have a lot of this stuff where you talk about mental health, you talk about um, self awareness, you talk about habits, um, and you you mixed it in with your with your fitness because you know when people start yeah. working out it's a good chance to reflect on themselves and, you know, focus on them. And it, it, it definitely, it definitely got my attention. I was like, I got to read, let me see if I can reach out to her and do a, do an interview. So that's why I reached out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad you did. Um, you know, part of my entire philosophy is that fitness just goes beyond just exercising. Like Kiko, when you think about fitness, what do you think about? Um, like typically people say going to the gym, you know? Well, well for me, um, I don't, I, I haven't worked out like in a year, but for me, <laughs> I usually work out outside. So I don't go to the gym. Right. Everything I do is outside. Right. And okay, nice. for me, working out is just being by myself to, to think, you know, just to hear myself think. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. And that's a good way for me to, 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 to get in tune with myself. Um, I don't know other people do it to buffing up and, you know, and other stuff. But for me, when I think of fitness, I see it as a chance for me to, to hear myself think. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's definitely, from my experience, a, a, a rare perspective. Um, you know, quite a few people that I've spoken to, they, I ask them, what do you think about fitness? And it's, oh, it's going to the gym or working out. But the reality in my philosophy is what's called actually the four pillars of fitness lifestyle. So, um, an exercise is the last of the pillars. Um, what's, what's the first, what's the first? Yeah. So, so fitness just goes beyond just exercising. The first thing you have to have is the right mindset. If you really want to leverage it and to turn it into a lifestyle and be able to transform your life and to be the very best version of yourself, you have to have the right mindset. It's not about how you look or how much you weigh. Um, It's about what you're gaining from it. You're actually gaining when you're working out, when you're exercising your mind, your body. Um, And then the next that leads me to the next pillar, which is your behaviors. You have to be able to manage your behaviors um, and that all stems from actually managing your emotions. So if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have the ability to manage your behaviors and create behavioral change that will impact you positively, um, then you're really not going to get anywhere in in the gym or in fitness. The next thing is what you're consuming. So you're what I call your nutrition. This goes beyond just, you know, what you're eating. Um, the body, I, I say it's 70% made in the kitchen. It's 30% made actually doing the physicalities of it. Um, but the nutrition also includes what you're consuming with your eyes and your ears, because that goes hand in hand with your mindset. You know, the energy that you're putting out into the world is part of the energy that you're consuming. Um, whether that be with food or like what you're looking at on Instagram on the daily, you know, and then we actually have our, our exercise. Mm. So it's a whole routine that people need to 
I guess if they're thinking about working out, they have to change. Yeah. They have to make some adjustments in their life, right? Yeah, Overall. Absolutely. absolutely. Someone comes yeah. to you and says, Alex, um, uh, I want you to take me on as a client. Okay. So you you have do you have the, so you have this conversation with them of all the four things that they have to working out is important and taking them on as a client great but for you you have this conversation where they have to go through all these four steps in order to accomplish the goal of being fit because they have to be fit mentally as well just not physical right yeah so you definitely have to be fit um you know mentally i think that's the number one thing and you can actually leverage the physical fitness part to get there, which is what I did, except I didn't know that I was doing it. It took me five years to do it and five years to transform. Um, and I had been in like a really, really dark place for the majority of my life. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that and whatnot. Um, but, you know, if a client were to come up to me and, and say, hey, I want to, you know, get fit, it's for me, what I'm providing to my clients is more than just the body transformation. So the clients that I work with are also looking to shift their mindset to become the best version of themselves. Mm. So I'm not just being their trainer to tell them what to do with their body. What I'm doing as a trainer is giving them the education, the tools and the resources that they need to have a mind body transformation by leveraging the four pillars. So I wouldn't say they're necessarily steps. They all feed in to one another. You can't really have one without the other. Okay. But I would say that the exercise is the means, the actual, the action that you're taking. And then the mindset, the behaviors, there's, there's an awareness that you have to have and actions that you have to take in each, but actually exercising is where you can utilize those things. So if we're like, for example, someone, one of my clients struggles with self-trust, right? That's a, that's a mindset they, they have. There's no reason not to trust yourself because you are in control of <laughs> your actions right, right. or behaviors and what you do. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people nowadays don't trust themselves because other people have taught them not to trust themselves, right? It's, right, yeah, it's like, you don't trust yourself, just trust me. Right, right. 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 I know, right. I know, and it's it's so disempowering. But, but, but it's funny that you say that. Is Doesn't that go back to childhood, right? Absolutely, because, absolutely. You know, even to this day, my mom, when we talk, she's like, just trust me, right? I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I'm like, mom, right. I mean, I'm a grown man, all right? Right, I, I got right. kids. I, mean, right. <laughs> I, 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 I trust you saying, but yeah. I think I, I think I got this. So it's yeah. a it's a it's a thought and a habit that we have been embedded from even childhood because yeah. our parents tell us and instill in us trust us because they know better because they want to steer us on the right path. Right. So right. Um, we kind of carry some of those traits into adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even you're taught that in school, trust the education, trust the system, trust the government. When I don't know, but I, I, I won't go, I that, won't go down that rabbit that, that hole. Was, that was a little, um, yeah, we, but, I think, um, I think we both you know, kind of disagree with that a little bit. Well, I think we're just speaking very generally. Gotcha. We, we are taught from a very young age to trust anyone and everything aside from ourselves. And a lot of times if you're, if you're growing up, you know, your parents are like, I know what's best. Like how are you, you were saying your mom is, mm -hmm. but if you're a young child and let's say you were going to do something that your mom wanted you to do anyways, it teaches you to rely on her instead of you actually going to do the same thing anyways, right. or you learning not to do something. So, um, yeah, a hundred percent self-trust is, um, a big one a big one that i work on with my clients um like if you don't trust yourself how can you learn how to trust yourself in fitness like for some people it doesn't you know you can't put two and two together but it's like let's say they're doing a really um they're bench pressing 
and uh, it might be a bit difficult for them and I'm having them do 10 repetitions and they're at eight and the bar is shaking and they're like, I don't think I can do it. Mm -hmm. And then they get to 10 and then I say one more and then they do 11 or they do 12 and they muster up the strength to do that. And they're like, oh, wow, like I didn't think that I could even do finish my eighth rep and I just did 12. Right. Trust That's yourself. That's building that self-trust. Yeah, trust and yourself. And in time, they don't even realize it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What What is your background? Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, so I um, went to school for about two years to pursue a psychology degree. Okay. Um, are we talking about career here? Well, um, career and like in general, like where where are you from, and what okay. what led you to this path? I mean, I know you, you were in the military for a period in time, yeah. right? So I'm um, seeing my little Fort Jackson <laughs> picture right here. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I just like, what, what kind of led you to this path um, to where you started working on yourself to find yeah. yourself? Great question, Kiko. Um, my life story. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts. And I was very, very blessed. Um, my parents were together. I, I grew up in a very nice, safe town. I was very fortunate. Um, and as a kid, my my parents were very, um, they did not have a great relationship. Um, so I learned, I grew up learning that love looked a lot like being emotionally violent to one another mm -hmm. um, and not communicating and um, and from a young age my, my parents spent so much time arguing over things that I really had to teach myself how to um, I feel like do a lot of things like I learned how to wipe my own butt because they would fight about, you know, oh, you need to take Allie and teach her how to do this. And gotcha. um, you never spent time, you know, the whole nine yards, teach myself how to brush my teeth. I have a little sister. I feel like I pretty much raised her growing up because my parents were just, oh, go ask your dad, go ask your mom. Um, and I'm fortunate that that was the extent of, you know, the difficulties that I had with my parents. Um, however, over time, it had such a negative impact on me. Um, I thought that I, I perceived that my parents, um, you know, failing marriage was, you know, in our very brittle um, family was my fault. And I was very, very depressed. I was a very depressed child. I was very anxious. Um, I became very suicidal. Um, I had eating disorders that nearly killed me, unfortunately, and I was very, very sick, probably about till the time it started when I was about 12 until the time I was 19. And it's so crazy because I look back now and I'm like, I had such a beautiful life and it was literally just everything up here. Um, so that's why a, a, a big part of it is the mindset, but, um, Basically, I just, I really struggled. Um, I tried to commit suicide quite a few times and I'm very grateful that um, I was not successful. Um, so I spent a lot of time um, just wallowing in my own self-pity and feeling sorry for myself and complaining and blaming the world and then not doing anything. I would go to the gym and I'd walk on the treadmill for five minutes and then, um, you know, sit on the turf and scroll through Instagram and see all these beautiful women with the bodies that I desired and be like, oh, they're such like bitches. Like, oh, like they're probably fake. They don't work for this. Like, oh, right. just right. so negative and nasty. But I was sitting on the turf feeling sorry for myself. How, how, um, how, how let me ask you this. How was your parents um, taking you going through this transformation and also the suicide aspect and depression how how yeah so that's definitely um did it bring them closer together um actually no they're going through a divorce right now which is no 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 but i'm saying when you were dealing with this that i'm assuming you're the oldest child right yes right I am. you're you're yeah. the oldest child and mm -hmm. 
the relationship okay your parents are not getting along but i guess the thing with the ch- with you going through all these changes that would kind of like bring him closer together right together. yeah absolutely so um you know on top of from a very young age having to be the only adult in the house as like a five-year-old and tell my parents to stop arguing that eventually turned into when I was depressed, when I was sick, when I was, um, you know, in inpatient units for eating disorders, they would, we would act like a family and that perpetuated it because it, it also from a young age, we don't really understand, like really see reality for what it is. It's very like, um, you know, it's like I stepped on a, I stepped on a, a, a twig and, you know, my mom slipped. Like, you know, you step on a, a crack and you break your right, mother's back. Right, you think right. it, you're, it's actually a consequence. So, um, I, you know, definitely subconsciously or unconsciously, I thought that if I wasn't sick, then my, fa- like, I was the entire reason that my family was falling apart. I didn't do my job. So, yeah, right to your point. Um and they, they did get much closer together. Um, there is actually quite a few points in my life where I've had doctors tell me that I wouldn't make it past 16. Mm. Um, I had a doctor tell me that I would never fully recover to my face as like a 14 year old. Wait, wait, Aren't um, they, they're there to help you, to nurture you. Know you. you know what, a lot of I, you know what? I take that back. I'm not, I'm speaking from my experience and I've been out of those, you know, areas for so long. I was very unfortunate that I had a doctor who was a, a specialist in eating disorders and, um, like, um, for, and I don't really, I'm not necessarily blaming him because, you know, he's one of those doctors that thinks like, because you have like, oh, an extra year of, of education that you know everything and i feel like um you know sometimes like we get this this natural human hubris and ego about us um but the reality is that the health system just doesn't really educate doctors and staff on these kinds of things and the thing about eating disorders or, or being depressed or having anxious is this just like it's such an overwhelming feeling of being out of control and not being able to see how in control that you actually are and not being able to accept that everything happening in the external world is out of your control. The things that you can control are what you think, what you do, how you act, how you behave. Um, And you're just in such a dark place because it it doesn't seem like that. Um, You feel really out of control, which is why you feel depressed and whatnot. But right. Yeah, so they are supposed to be there to nurture you, but unfortunately for me going through those things, I mean, don't get me wrong, like I had a lot of incredible nurses, incredible staff that really were like God sent. Um, It was just crazy that like the doctors, the people that were supposed to be there for you told me that. And it was um, this particular doctor was, I was 14 and he was the first doctor that I had in an inpatient. So it was like the first doctor that's supposed to help me is telling me that I'm going to be crazy for the rest of my life as a 14 year old. So um, it was just a very difficult time. I mean, being 14, going through that, you know, dealing with what you're dealing with at home has got to be hard. I want to play you a clip from your Instagram, from your Instagram page. And it's interesting that you took all the things that you went through and brought it to a place to where to help others. That's fascinating. That's great. Good for you. Service to others is like the most beautiful thing that you can do for other people and yourself. Like anyone watching this, please like do a nice deed to someone by the end of the day, like try to aim to do a good deed for someone every day and you don't tell anyone about it because then that kind of ruins it but um just give back like it feels so good like we're meant to give back we're meant to help each other love each other absolutely yeah here's this clip um i've labeled it do the work um Mm -hmm. let me play this clip i'll come back and i'll talk to you perfect i'll let you in on a little secret that some of y'all are really gonna hate to hear how can you expect a better life a better version of yourself if you're not willing to put in the work 
you stay exactly the same and you wonder why it's because you are entitled you think that you're entitled to living a good happy life because we've been brainwashed to think that but that's not reality no one and nothing owes you you owe it to yourself to be better i'll let you in on our look okay yeah yeah, absolutely. When, when you when you do these videos, mm -hmm. are are they planned or do you make notes that okay, I'm gonna do a video about this and you just outline what you're gonna talk about today? No, not not typically. Um, sometimes I, especially in my car, you'll see a lot of the videos are in my car, and mm -hmm. when I'm driving, I don't like to listen to music if I do, I guess I just listen to podcasts really, but I like to sit in silence because it gives me time to reflect, um, on my life. And when you see videos like that, it's me, it's, it's like, I'm talking to the past version of myself. Um, right. and I can't tell you how many people it, it applies to. Um, but they're not, they're not planned because I don't think it would be authentic if you did plan them. I mean, like, yeah, like, um, I have a list of like, um, you know, like the Instagram audios yes. that, you, know, that yes. you can use for that stuff. But um, when it's me talking like that, that's authentic. That's coming from the heart because it'd just be a bunch of bullshit if it wasn't, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you... Well, I, I guess I wanted to ask you this. Your parents, how, how old is your, your younger sister? Uh, she's 19 now. Okay. Your parents, yeah. you said they're going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. Do they, yeah. do they have Instagram? Do they see your videos? Uh, no, they don't. And to me, it doesn't really matter if they do. No, no, no. The reason, the reason why I asked yeah, that, right, yeah, yeah. is that you say a lot of things that, that touch home because the yeah. first video I saw from you, it, it spoke to me. Right. So I was just asking you know, maybe if your parents saw these videos of you being account accepting responsibility for your actions, reflecting on the old you, and like you said, having a conversation with an old you, with the new you, and listen, this is how much I've grown over these years, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So I was just, I was just wondering. Was yeah, just wondering. and and about my parents, I I am unbelievably like our relationship is so much better um like i very close with my mom and dad mm -hmm. they know like we're like best friends um i'm super grateful that i could say that like i used to be the crazy rebellious teenager that would tell her parents she hated them and then like right. you know sneak out of the house and do crazy stuff um you know so um but we're very close now and they I'm so grateful because they witnessed firsthand my transformation and um, we talk about it and discuss it. And, um, you know, I, I hope that they see it and I hope like all the viewers who see my stuff that it hits home for them and that they can apply it and become the best version of themselves. And they are. Um, so it's really beautiful to see the family dynamic that I had growing up is nothing like it is now um mm. people change everyone is capable of changing like right if you were to ask my friends and family like my parents didn't think i was gonna my understanding is that there were a few nights where they didn't think i was gonna make it right um and now they have no doubt in my mind like you know to the doctor that told me i wouldn't make it past 16 f you like 23 take that you know <laughs> right um still growing still blossoming right here here's another video uh, yeah. i've labeled this one uh build the habits and you explain how you build the habits and how you can undo those habits uh, take a look at this so now that you understand how to build the habit and those popsicle sticks now you need to understand the mechanism behind why it works this system is governed by your dopamine now dopamine is not a happiness chemical Contrary to popular belief, it is a reward and a motivational chemical. And it's released prior to receiving a reward. So you're actually driven to do your habits because of the dopamine you get when you pull a popsicle stick. So put on, put on your seatbelt, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't driving, I promise. Right. I, I promise. Um, that's the video I saw mm -hmm. that 
gotten yeah. to your page. Tell us about this dopamine. And I always, when I talk about dopamine, of course, but I always talk about when people are addicted to opium or heroin, right? Yeah. The body releases a little bit of that chemical. And yeah. an excess amount, that's what gets you addicted. But let, let's talk about dopamine, for example, because the body produces dopamine. Tell us a little bit more. Let's expand on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I love my neuroscience. Um, so this I learned actually from Andrew Huberman. Um, I am a big fan of him. He is a neurobiologist at Stanford School of Medicine. You guys can check him out too. He's got a lot of information out there. Um, I'm actually part of why I, I know this stuff is I'm pursuing a degree in also in neurobiology. Um, so yeah, dopamine is a really funky little chemical. Um, it is not a um, feel-good chemical like we think it is. That's right. more of like serotonin. Um, serotonin is when you feel calm and relaxed and like when you hug someone you really love, it feels really, really good. Dopamine is, um, it's a motivator. It's actually mother nature's way to motivate us. So um, for example, um, when you listen to, or, or here, a lot of people gossip, right? right? A lot of people get really agitated when they gossip. And actually there have been a few studies done that gossip or getting a little agitated actually releases um, dopamine. So a little agitation releases dopamine, which is why people perpetually um, gossip. It turns into a habit. So this kind of goes into the, the habit. Um, building but dopamine is a motivator um it's it's a it's more of a motivator than it is a reward system and actually prior to getting a reward like let's say you order something on amazon i'm sure this is something everyone can relate to you order something on amazon right. you're super psyched like oh my gosh i'm gonna get a package from amazon that's all the dopamine being released even though you don't even have the package but then when the package gets delivered it's like oh it's here and then you just kind of have this like blah feeling. Um, that's because your dopamine was released prior because it dopamine is really what's carrying you through to see the end of something. Um, so for example, like uh, college, right? For anyone that's that goes to college, you do your four years, it's that dopamine, it's that chasing the degree, um, chasing that higher education that's gonna kind of push you to go through and right. then you get your degree and it's like oh now what yeah you're gonna get um, it yeah it's like oh i, I didn't okay, i didn't hear word. i didn't know much about dopamine until i heard kanye west said it then i started doing a little bit of research and yeah. do you yeah. think and let me ask you this a lot of social media um companies have done a great deal of research on yes. this on this subject in order to get, I mean, I, I'm sure they've got not only programmers, but they've probably have medical professionals on their staff who understands the psychological behavior of the human being, right? Do you yeah, think I've, them implementing that, you know, the how to 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 get the dopamine out of people, to get their their kind of like to motivate their reaction and motivate their behavior you think that's a that's a a positive thing for them to to implement no i i absolutely not i mean um don't like the thing about dopamine is that you can scroll like why is tiktok so addicting it's because you're watching these you know five second videos however many second videos and you're just getting flooded by dopamine because you're watching all you know all this funny stuff or like it's comforting Listen, I or whatever I don't, but i, I don't i don't understand not, that tiktok thing at all i i don't i, I don't have a tiktok um, I, I have a page but I just for the purposely stay away from it huh? really what was that i said i have a page um just for my interviews but yeah. you know, I got a five-year-old that comes when he comes to my house. <laughs> yeah. He wants to dance. Yeah. He's into YouTube unboxing. You know, he's he does that stuff at his mom's house. He, you know, she does the dancing with him and all that stuff. I, I don't get it. You know, I, I just don't get it. 
I mean, it, it's highly addictive. Dopamine is is a highly addictive chemical. It makes you feel like ah, it's like a, it's um, it's tied to your adrenaline, your epinephrine. The, but the well, TikTok is I dancing. Think, but like... it's not. Here's the thing. It's not about the dancing. It's not. It's it's about it's about like why do you think every single platform is now going to this format of having extremely short videos because you can scroll through 20 videos that are going to make you laugh and feel good and that are potentially wholesome or they just grab your attention you're constantly releasing this dopamine but you don't have to put in any work to do it well here's the thing that i learned in college right um mm -hmm. the brain has three seconds to re retain things okay yes. and i've I've implemented that from my radio days. Okay, that three seconds makes decision based upon sound bites. So I get that. I, I guess I was they were teaching me the dopamine thing with the three seconds thing, you know, because when I do, even when I'm doing podcasts or I'm doing interviews, I go back to my radio days, right? Because it's the the conversation. The three seconds, what people are going to remember. You can have an hour conversation, but that three seconds, you want to have three seconds in there where people are going to remember things. So it, I guess it's the same thing, right? But I, I just well, don't know. You know, it's just. It's, I, it's three seconds to hook someone. It's three seconds to to get someone engaged to watch the rest of the video. It's it's like you're saying, it's right. three okay, seconds okay. of that prior dopamine release that's going to carry through, through right, them watching right. the rest of the video. Right. So if these videos are all anywhere from five to 30 seconds long and you're getting three seconds of dopamine flooding your brain for, you know, um, you know, and you watch 20 videos in one minute, I mean, your brain is overproducing dopamine. Right. So a lot of, so, you know, there's, there's many correlations and, you know, I was very depressed when I spent all my time on social media. Really? And like, mind you, like, aside, How? From, the, How aside from the psychological, well, one, you have the, the, you know, you're being pretty much conditioned to compare yourself that we live in a very capitalistic right right market. right okay so, okay so everyone's living their best life like why you know it goes back to also that video that i was you know that you showed earlier where i was saying like you're entitled to thinking you deserve everything fun under the sun we are we really are like you see everyone living their best life you see millionaires and people with nice cars but like you don't know if they're renting that stuff or not or right, leasing right, that stuff like right. there's services you can lease gucci clothes you can lease prada you can oh lease God. clothes that are like yeah it's crazy since, since, since social, me so, social media is the biggest lie it's wild. and the thing it's is you right don't now. know you don't know what these people are going through off social media it's all fake it's all fake. I mean, I, well, I don't know if it's it all. Like, I don't I know if it's all fake. My... I don't know if it's all fake. Some oh. of it, some of okay. it, but okay. Fair. The dopamine, the a dopamine, lot of it is. A, a lot of it is, but the dopamine, uh, once you're on social media, getting the likes, it mm -hmm. forces you to keep up this image. You yes. know, damn well that you, you, you work. Listen, you're working at McDonald's. You might be working fast food. I'm not saying that's bad work, but right you're not living this celebrity lifestyle no. so that dopamine forces you to do extra things in order to keep up because you don't want to lose the followers the followers right. believe in, believe in what you it's like it's like okay social media is like a, it's like cable tv right and you have all these different channels and yeah. you see joe blow on his channel mm -hmm. and he does the goofy shit Right. Yeah. And a lot of this yeah. I don't get. And your your reward is to getting a blue check. Right? Because right. if you get a blue check, you've arrived. You're right. you're stamped as a celebrity. Yeah, but you're never really there. Because celebrities are just human. I mean it's like think about it this way, like something that something that like profoundly shifted my mindset was the realization that like this present moment is the only thing we have like i'm never gonna arrive at a destination mm -hmm. the only thing i actually have to do in life is is die and if we spend our whole lives you know chasing this image not only we're we gonna be fulfilled but we're gonna miss out on the most a important lot. moments of on our a life lot. like 
Like, you, it's life is so incredibly precious, and we're entitled to think that we're gonna live until we're eighty. That we're all gonna and that's, have and this. That's like, not, and that's not guaranteed. Make it. Yeah, that's not guaranteed. There's no, there's no, no guarantee at all. Let me play. Let me let me play this clip. This clip here, you talked about um, viewing yourself, right? Yeah. Let me play this clip. Tell me about this. Sure. I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret that changed my life and the way I view myself, and it's about self-esteem. So, what the fuck is self-esteem, right? It is the nature of the relationship that we have with ourselves, whether that be positive or negative. So I learned this from Ed Milet. Shout out to Ed, you're a f***ing G. And he defines self-esteem as the number of promises that we keep to ourselves. And I want you to think about it. How many promises do you keep to yourself? I'm like, oh, that's wow. such a good one. Uh, um, such a good I don't one. know. I'm, I'm going to, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to start. I, you know, what? I haven't really given it any minute. Until now, I haven't really given it much thought. Yeah. But I've got a few promises I've made to myself. I'm trying to keep them, though. Yeah. You're trying. You're, you're, I mean, it, it just, when I heard Ed Milet, shout out to Ed. Mm-hmm. Love you, man. Um, when I heard that, it, it just, something clicked for me. Because self-esteem, it's not about how you look. Right. It really, it really isn't. People... It's not like you got to dig deeper. You got to dig deeper. It's not about how you look. It's not about how much money you make. Like it's all the things that the world is prying you on and it all comes back to yourself. Like if you if you have lowest self-esteem because you're not a celebrity, but you keep like because you're putting out this image that you're a celebrity to other people, you're like telling yourself that I'm a celebrity. But then you're not actually doing anything to make money like celebrities or like, you know, going to, you know, actor auditions or whatever, you know, whatever celebrity thing you want to do. <laughs> you're not you're not living up to you being a celebrity. Alex, like for me, Alex. Yeah. yeah listen, yeah. social media has convinced people you can pick a career without having the qualification. And that yeah. shit pisses me the fuck off. It, it, I can't, it, oh, man. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> It just it it listen. Uh, it just irks me, yo. It, I yeah. am just sick and tired of it. I've seen so many people, so many uh, like oh, use this trending audio. Oh, you know, um, I'm a I'm a, a, a social market me social media marketer business. Oh, here's here's blah, another blah. one. Join my masterclass, right? Yeah. Join well, like, my masterclass. Like someone needs to be accredited, right? So like I I spent not only am I NASMA accredited, so I actually went through the certification and did right. the work. I've gone to school, but like I spent five years of my, I I spent over ten years of my life trying to kill myself like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And people don't recognize me when they see me because I spent five years doing the work. So a lot of people want to want to say to themselves, like, yeah, like I did the work, like, you know, I, I read 20 other people's posts on, um, you know, how to be a social media influencer. And now I'm an influencer. It's like you see all these models, models. <laughs> Granted, these are beautiful. I mean, gorgeous, typically women or men, whatever, you know, gorgeous people. They look great. Their pictures are fire, but they're not a model. You're a model when someone's paying you to be in their picture right. in their video campaign i know this is going to hurt someone's heart i'm sorry but it's a truth like be right. honest with yourself right. i can't tell you how many people i see that and there's also another thing it's like not only that but to be a model you're not showing off you honey you're showing off what you're wearing the brand like, correct like, you are modeling right. something you're not right. you're just you're a mannequin that's in in real life Right. Like when you when you see all these run these fashion run- runways, like all these girls look like, I mean they're beautiful, they're tall, they got long legs, but you look at the clothes, you don't look at the girls, unless right. it's like you know Gigi Hadid or like one of the famous celebrity models, you know or whatnot. But it's like if you like you're not looking at the girls, and even when you see them, like I'm looking at personally, I'm looking at the clothes because right. the clothes is what stands out. Right. 
So, um, yeah, there, I mean, I can't, I Listen, can't tell even, you even, in, even, see. even in your business, right? You see oh. a lot of people are, listen, in your business. I'm a, I'm a oh my God. Let's, All right, hold, let's, let's go down hold, that rabbit hold, hole. Hold, let's go. I'm going to take you down that rabbit hole. You know, even in your I, business, you see a lot of females, they put on some, some tights, they take pit selfies in the gym, and now they're a fitness coach or a trainer. Yeah. So how, how can you stop I get this? It. I, I get it. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's good for you. You're working on the gym, but I, I can't tell you how many of these girls I've seen. It's not like they don't have bad bodies or it's not like they don't have a clue, but it's like a lot of them don't have great form. A lot of them don't know how to create a proper program. A lot of them aren't educated in in health contraindications on health issues. Like if you're training someone with uh, heart disease, there's certain things that you cannot do or you can give them a heart attack. You can't have them lie on their back or their stomach. They can have a heart attack. And if you're not properly educated on, on that or properly educated on, on someone's form, um, like I say, a lot of girls are doing upper body shit and their arms are like hunched over like that. And they're, they're all scrunched up and that's really hurting your, your spine. Let me ask like you you're, this. You're, is there, you're hurting if, yourself. You're if, hurting these girls well, that if, look up to you. The thing let that me gets ask you this. Yeah, if yeah. someone is saying that they're a personal trainer and they're training people, is there, are you required to have, I know you're certified and you have a license, but is there any legal implication for them getting someone hurt? Because if you go to the gym and technically you... no, technically no, because if you're if you're an, an Instagram influencer, right, you can't control what someone's going to <laughs> oh choose <my> to <laughs> do or choose not to do. Which is why I'm saying it's so dangerous. And I'm not saying like I know these girls have good intentions. They they're like me, right? They want to show you like you can transform, you can become a better version of yourself. You know, you can get the butt, butt you've ever wanted, but but no. they're not taking no, into account no, how no no how, Alex do not encourage them. Don't encourage them. No. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying if they're gonna do something like that, they need to be accredited. They need to make sure their form is right and that they're doing the right thing. Well then we need to talk to the then we need to talk the, to the FT, the, the FTC. Internet. This is this is something that the FTC needs to be regulating. I, uh, yeah, but are they going to do that? Because what is social media? They care more about how many followers and likes and how many people are engaging with an account than potentially hurting someone. Because how many, like a lot of, a lot of where this issue stems is that if, if, a, you know, if you follow an a, a Instagram fitness influencer and she's doing something super wrong like let's say she's doing you know lateral pull downs and her shoulders are up and and forward instead of down and back and you're doing them the same way you may not notice that injury until five ten twenty years from now and that's the thing that gets us it takes time because you're developing a lot of imbalances too so it's not like an immediate thing. Okay, I'll go for that. But I did, I did see um, a while back, maybe a few months ago, I believe the state of Texas, the Texas Attorney General sued. Uh, I think she was a fitness coach or something, or a woman claiming to be a fitness coach. So, yeah. I, something i think the ftc should take a, a look at but the state of texas the attorney general state of texas took on that fight mm -hmm. uh speaking of transformation um i want to play this video yes. of you transforming uh i don't know you play basketball we'll talk about yeah that. What, i what, was what, on varsity in high yeah, school we'll, we'll talk card. about that let me let me play this video we'll come back i'll talk about that <laughs> tell right, me about your right. basketball days
look so different. I know. <laughs> you don't look like this. You look different. I used to be over 180 pounds. Wow. Let that sink in. So actually, if you look at that video on my page, you could pause it at any time in the beginning and you can like, can you know, kind of look into that picture a lot more. But, um, you know, I, I really want to make the point that what you're not seeing in those pictures is how much I wanted to die and how much I hated myself and how much I just wanted to disappear. And like, I mean, like in this picture, it was like my first day of college and I just like, I hated the way I looked, but I wasn't willing to do anything to change it. I mean, I, I lied to myself about it and I was so unhappy. Like, yeah, I'm smiling, but I was, what, oh, that's in the military. That was my, that was the beginning of my weight loss journey. So the military whipped me into shape. I was part of a running company. Right. This is when I got out. This is when I actually, you know, started to educate myself on fitness. So in here, I was actually in a, um, a pretty abusive relationship and I lost a lot of weight. I would run like six miles a day. Um, and I didn't in this relationship, like I have to take accountability. Like I chose to stay there. Like I chose to stay in the relationship. I knew, I, I knew it wasn't healthy, but that's when I got out. I, I was out, I started gaining some weight. Um, and this is probably about a year and a half ago. So I was still losing that weight and gaining muscle. So I didn't have no booty back then. <laughs> I still didn't have a butt. Um, and this is now you can actually gradually see me losing the weight and gaining muscle. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did, yeah. you did trend, you did a lot of transformation, you know, um, I'm still going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, even from these pictures then, like, um, I gotta do an updated one, but, um, there's a lot of growth, like a lot of, you know, just takes time just takes time and personally i think when you're transforming again the four pillars when you're transforming your mindset your behavioral change you're changing what you eat um what you're looking at um, consuming wise what you're listening to consuming wise and you change the way that you view fitness and what in your mobility like i feel like it it at least for me it speeds up the process like the more i take care of the, my, myself the more i you know leverage fitness into lifestyle and leverage what i'm learning in the gym the like it's like the quicker i make the gains in mm. in my life and in, in in the gym in my life in my relationships and in my business Definitely. it's amazing it's amazing what you can do for yourself and you know to anyone out there listening right now like don't you fucking give up like don't fucking give up keep keep going keep that promise to yourself the the universe is gonna bless you tenfold promise you that take that take that yeah alexis well alex oh, i call you alex but alexandra <laughs> um, no it's all good it's all um, good Thank you. I, I want you to come back man you know yeah i would love to this it's is a this honor. is a great i i enjoy this conversation i want you yeah. to come back and i mean we need to have more of this you know there's, I know, there's right? not there's not a lot of this conversation on podcast not on social media um yeah. i know you have these short videos but it it's very enlightening to have a, a lengthy conversation like this um sharing a little bit about yourself but also educating you know how going through the process of how you doing the transformation and helping yourself yeah you know where, pe where people were telling you hey listen no you're not gonna make it you know you you stuck with it and you need to be commended for that. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, like, look, like maybe this sounds selfish, but I'm not like, I'm not working on myself. I'm not put like, I'm continually doing things for myself. Like I had to learn that it's okay to be selfish in that way. And everyone, like, if you're listening to this, like be selfish, like take the time to do the things that you want to do. Like who gives a fuck about what other people said? Because I'd be dead at before 16 if that was the case. Mm. And, you know, like the, the thing about transformation is that we can all say, like, we know how to transform. We know how to to get better. Like everybody knows the things they need to do to live the very best version of themselves. That's the thing. We all know it. 
personally like whether you're like curled up in your bed and like super depressed super anxious like we all know even in, even in the the deepest darkest moments of our life we know what we need to do to get better there's always going to be that little voice when i was at my deepest moments like you know lying down in the street waiting for a car to run me over there was a voice telling me that this is fucking crazy like there's no reason that i should think this way um personally i believe we all have that voice and um when you can start to bring awareness to that and awareness to that little voice in the back of your head that just wants your best interest then you can actually start to accept that and then um then you can take action to make a change um and you know there is a huge difference between knowing once you actually apply those things you understand them and then that's when you can bless the world and give back service you know give that service to to someone else wonderful wonderful yeah are you gonna come back absolutely <laughs> when <laughs> let me know listen we might let have me to know. do I'd it love, again i'd um, love to go next month more, sometime. way more in depth yeah definitely 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 uh alexandra rubin you can find her yes. on instagram is alexandra.lifss um go follow her and i would love to have you back i enjoy this conversation i appreciate you coming and uh sharing a little bit yourself with us it was a pleasure thank you so much listen and you enjoy your evening we will we will speak shortly yeah absolutely thank you so much kiko i appreciate you thank you and we'll speak shortly like you said all right we'll do take care awesome Awesome. thank you Bye. bye